For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. We have a new partnership and a new contest to announce here today, and I'm very excited about it today. Edmonton is hosting the world this summer. The World Juniors are back from August 9th to the 20th. Yes, you're going to be hearing a lot about the World Junior Hockey Championship at Edmonton Daily here on the RP Show. For our viewers and hockey fans, this is the Rod Peterson Show. Yes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show. Hello, Canada. See, I got my red on for you. And our U.S. viewers or anyone checking in around the world, welcome to the 796th episode of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. We're live on the Game Plus television network, live streaming on YouTube as always. And maybe you're tuned into the podcast. Uh, we are at the Great Eagle Resort and Casino, the stage bar, as we bring in uh, the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont. Yep, He's getting hair. in a little late time. Great hair, and I appreciate him spending some time with us. It's, I, I don't think it's too hard to spend two hours out of your day talking <laughs> sports on uh, our favorite sports talk show, Moose. But I just want to say this. This is our 15th week beginning today at Great Eagle, and you don't know this. We had a little text group going around, and you know the names. You put together a sports talk show on television on national TV. It's not necessarily that easy, but Sheldon, Gord, Brandon, Cade. It was like boom, 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 done. And the one thing that their staff said, we really appreciate how low-maintenance and self-sufficient the RP show is. And I said, I appreciate it, too. Cade showed up, flipped on the lights, turned on the power. See y'all. And away we roll. It's only taken us 14 weeks to get here, Moose. And we finally got it. Feels good. It's pre- pretty smooth now that, it, that it's rolling. And I will say this about Lake Life. It is great. I'm going to get out on the, on the paddleboard and on the water at some point during my breaks. Still going to work. But if I was taking just a vacation, I would be here, probably in this old rocking chair, with this <laughs> cup of coffee, watching the show for two hours anyways. I might as well be on it. Yes, exactly. I appreciate you taking out the time and... Uh... As far as this, I was saying near the end of hour one there that I'll probably take in the Cavalry soccer game, Canadian Premier League, on Tuesday night. There's just so much to do, and I just absolutely love it here. I really do. 
And what I've always said, what I enjoy about hour two is that it's just all the topics that we've got gone through here through the first hour. Now we bring in even more of the viewer um, involvement. Uh, coming up later, Jason Greger from TSN 1260 Edmonton Radio. He'll be with us in the third segment today. Last hour, we had Morley Scott, the voice of the Edmonton Elks. And what we've been talking about is the Calgary Stampede. It's day four, and I've loved it, and I've survived it. The Blue Jays swoon. I've got written down, what's wrong with the Blue Jays? They've been good enough now that we're paying attention every day to whether they're winning or losing. Now they're clinging to the final wild card spot with Seattle, and they're trending down. But I'm not going to sit here and analyze the Blue Jays. I know our Eastern viewers probably would wish that we would, but I'm going to give you a little note. Out here in Western Canada, if you're winning Toronto Blue Jays, we're paying attention. If you're not winning, we're it's summer. <laughs> There's other things to do, right? So they're a good team. Yes. We know that. They're not going to fire their manager, so figure it out. Meanwhile, we got other things to do. We've been talking about sitting here and awaiting the Garrett Marino investigation from the Canadian Football League. He's the guy that took out Ottawa's quarterback, Jeremiah Masoli, at the knees Friday night. And um, was it Amber's watching in Cleveland on Game Plus Television Moose where we're carried on the Buckeye uh, cable network, and she wanted to know, speaking of investigations, what's taking the NFL so long with Deshaun Watson? That's from Amber in Cleveland who's watching right now on Game Plus, and I will put that to you. All I can say is, like, I thought we'd known 10 days ago. Do you think there's been some wrinkles thrown into this they didn't expect, or are they just trying to be overly thorough with this situation? I think they're trying to be overly thorough, but July 11th today um, is a day that was kind of marked last week as a day when they would get back together and continue discussions and and have another hearing. I I don't know exactly what's going to take place today, but it was an important day on the calendar. So I think uh, we're going to know soon. I think the league wants this. They don't want this to drag out. So I know it is dragging out. They'd like to put it to bed. The Cleveland Browns would just like to know what they have at quarterback if they've got Deshaun Watson, if they don't have Deshaun Watson. But when you're looking at suspending somebody, as the league suggested, for the whole year, there's a lot of things that go along with this. You know, um, yeah. you have to make sure you get it right. So they're going to take as much time as they need. Well, I'm laughing at all the fans of other teams that are saying, kick them out of the league. Of course, you're going to say that. It's like <laughs> anybody who cheers for another team should have zero input on this situation. Um, it's like those controversial goals in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The one that went off Blake Coleman's skate against the Oilers. If you're an Oilers fan or a Flames fan, you're not allowed to comment on this because you're a little biased. Um, Buford. In the chat says, this reminds me of when the Riders' Bobby Hosea sucker punched someone years ago and Sask released him shortly after. He never played another CFL down again. No place for that in the game. Ooh. I will get around to the hockey chat. And I mean, by the way, if people would just want to eavesdrop on the conversations that Moose and I have, we flip-flop daily. Should we be talking NHL? Should we be talking CFL? We can't. It's, it really bothers us. I'm talking NHL last hour, and Monty and Saskatoon's bitching we're not talking CFL. We'll decide what we talk about here. And I said to Darren, 
as much as this seems like a real pain in the ass to have to decide between the two, it's actually a gift that we can speak intelligently on both league, both sports. You know, it's like I've often said, people come up to me and just spill their guts on their problems all the time, and I'm a certified recovery coach professionally, and it kind of feels like a pain to do that, but it's actually a gift that people feel that they can do that and I can help them. So we'll, let's look at it that way. So um, Arlen Bruce, well, for, by the way, one of the guys in the program said to me on the weekend, Moose, you know, if you, know, if you wanted, you could just go counsel full-time in addiction recovery and mental health. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. It's depressing. <laughs> you know, I'll just do that. I'll just put one foot in each lane. Anyways, Arlen Bruce says, do you think the Ticats head coach is on the hot seat? That's the 0-4 Hamilton Tiger Cats. Well, I got to think he is. And they are playing Ottawa this week, a battle of winless teams on Saturday. Orlando Steinauer. I, I, it's pro sports, man. Even the winning team's coaches are on the hot seat. I, of course Orlando's on the hot seat, no? Yeah, for sure. But this is my management style. If... If Orlando Steinauer is my coach and he just took you to back-to-back Grey Cups, didn't win them, I guess, but he took you there, been one of the best teams in the Canadian Football League for the last few seasons. I like him. He's highly regarded as a head coach, and he's had success. For me, he gets the year. He gets the year. If they have a really bad season, he gets the one pass of the year. If he comes back next year and starts the season 0-3, then I'm probably making a change. But because of his track record, I probably give him the year to try and figure this out. And maybe there's things that have happened. Maybe it's Dane Evans just isn't the same quarterback, hasn't taken the step step forward. But for me, I give him the year. Uh, James in Manitoba says, Rod, what's your opinion on the Winnipeg Jets' new coach choice? This is one thing that I've realized about this show. Uh, James has been in and out, semi-regular viewer over the years with us. We've given our opinion on... Uh, Rick Bonus being hired by the Jets, but I'll give it again because you asked. And we have a lot of viewers in Winnipeg on Bell MTS Cable on Game Plus, and here's mine. And for those that know it already, apologies, I'll try and sum it up in 60 seconds or less. We all remember Rick Bonus taking over the Jets in the late 80s when he was like 30. It didn't go well. We all remember Rick Bonus taking over the Ottawa Senators as their first ever head coach, and they finished dead last in their division every year that Rick was their coach. Scotty Bowman couldn't have coached them to a better record. That's not on Rick. And then he spent a 1,000 games as an assistant coach in between becoming the head coach in Dallas, and he took them to the Stanley Cup. Through all of that, what he's learned about the game, stayed in the game, and been successful with what we've seen as the change in today's player tells me that he knows what he's doing. Kevin Sheveldayoff knows what he's doing, the general manager. Let's at least give it a chance. Because people, Darren, are automatically looking at Rick Bonus's one loss record. That's what they do. You can go to Hockey DB. Oh, this guy's got a career 326 winning percentage. He's crappy. Or it's like in Florida where the Panthers fans are saying to me, wait a minute, Paul Maurice has never won anything. Why did we hire this guy? No, is he a good coach or not? It's so many deeper levels, right? And I believe that you agreed with me on the bonus thing. At least give it a shot. Give him a chance this time around, because I don't think he's the same coach. I agree. You know, you got to give him a chance. And he admitted, too, he wasn't the sexy choice. It was Barry Trotz, right? 
And nobody wants to take second best. Nobody wants to take the consolation prize or their second choice. Nobody's happy finishing in second. So I get the Jets fans' frustration. They don't want the second choice. They don't want to finish second. The silver medal doesn't feel good to lose and get a medal. But when you look back on it, you can be pretty happy you finished on the podium, right? Um, I think when you look back on it, if you give it a chance, there's an opportunity to be really happy with the coach you have in Winnipeg. But you just have to you just have to give them a chance. It's eleven eleven mountain. I just wanted to point that out. And we're talking about giving them Definitely a chance. Definitely on the right. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Do whatever it takes to be happy and find your joy. You won't be disappointed. Uh, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, uh, Rod, I like the diversity of topics on the RP show every day. So do we. I, whoever coined the phrase, variety is the spice of life, really knew what they were talking about, don't you think? <laughs> and, and, and again, b- back to Darren and my inside, I'll take you inside our conversations this morning. Darren's like, I can talk about the Oilers and their free agency because I've been reading up on it. How about you? I'm like, I've been reading up on the Blue Jays. <laughs> because you literally can't sit there and watch all the games and shoot. The Oilers aren't even playing right now, yet that's what everybody is talking about. Figure this one out. At a Walmart in Airdrie, listen closely. An Oilers dry fit workout t-shirt is $30, but the exact same Flames t-shirt is $15. In Airdrie. You're the business guru. How's that work? As Willie Jefferson would say, how that? That makes sense. I the only thing I can think of is that the owner of the air or the manager of the Airdrie Walmart is a Flames fan and wants to sell more Flames merch and have more people wearing <laughs> Flames merch and doesn't want anybody wearing Oiler merch. That's all I got. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I feel like we didn't spend enough time on the robotic server. At the Boston Pizza, I was at Saturday night nice. watching the CFL game. I was like, blown, I was blown away. I'm like, what is coming down the row at me here? It, was, it looked like R2-D2 with food on it, on shelves. I was, it was unbelievable. And nobody has been able to answer entry- to me. Nobody's seen anything like that. Hmm? That's the entry-level robot, right? Where is this going? Like, <laughs> I mean... It's wild to imagine, but uh, it looked like they were getting all the orders, right? Wait till they take the training wheels off and they don't have the human walking behind, right? Yeah. It'd be kind of fun well, there to was uh, <laughs> There was just a guy just walking behind. It was literally like a parent with the training wheels on the, with the kid. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Uh, somebody wrote in and said there's a Chinese food restaurant in Winnipeg that has the same thing. We'll have to check that out next time that we're there. <laughs> Jeff the Stamps fan. Breaking news. Garrett Marino has been sent to the potash mines of northern Saskatchewan. Hot damn. <laughs> yeah. We laugh about that. This, for those that just tuned in, this is the vilified Saskatchewan Rough Riders defensive player. And I do got to spend something on this that we haven't talked about yet. He's a waiting word from the CFL on a suspension or discipline for taking out Ottawa's quarterback of the knees the other night. Um. Forget about all of that. And then the racist comments he's accused of saying at the Ottawa players, 
probably more serious than the hit itself. But what about his celebration on the way off the field? That's what everybody's talking about. He was flexing and waving to the crowd as he got kicked out of the game. You know, and everybody's saying, well, you had to be in the stadium to see how bad it was. I'm like, well, I wasn't in the stadium, so I didn't see it on television, so I guess I don't have an opinion on it. But do you think those Ryder fans, those great CFL fans of Saskatchewan, will turn on this guy? Because that's not the way we do things in Saskatchewan. Don't showboat when you've been getting kicked out of a game. Personally, I don't really care. I've been showboating a lot of my life. Doesn't make me a bad person. I don't care what he does. Do you? Um, yeah, I care. <laughs> it doesn't, like, I, I, I don't like it. And it reminds me, I was watching the E60 doc. I don't know if you saw it. It was about the uh, Red Wings and Avalanche, their rivalry in the late 90s. I heard I about it. it was 96 it. or 97 when Claude Lemieux hit Chris Draper from behind right at the bench, injured him, and then the subsequent time they played, we had the brawl, right? We remember Vernon and Patrick Roy. We remember Shanahan. And we remember Darren McCarty beating the crap out of um, a turtling Claude Lemieux. And Scotty Bowman said at the end of that, he said, we could, avoid, we could have avoided all of that if he had just apologized in the news conference after the game and said he, was, he felt bad for the hit. But he never did, never apologized. He, and he didn't showboat, I don't think, but he didn't apologize. He stuck by it and didn't feel any remorse. So they had to come back on the field and kick the crap out of him. So yeah, I think if Garrett Marino had showed remorse after the hit, had been a little more humble, the punishment that he's going to get wouldn't have been, won't be as bad, you know? But I think because he doesn't feel remorse or he didn't show any remorse, they might be more uh, inclined to give him a stronger punishment. That's where sports loses me now then, because he doesn't, he, he's not sorry. <laughs> so why apologize if you're not? I don't want an apology from somebody if they're not sorry. <laughs> it's, right. you know, okay, that's fair. We'll be right back with a sports update and more of this. And Jason Greger coming up as well from TSN 1260 Edmonton. We're live from Gregor Resort and Casino. You're watching on Game Plus Television. We're live streaming on YouTube. Maybe you're listening to the podcast from these famous podcatchers, including Apple, Google, Amazon, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. We're live, Calgary Stampede into day four. The clouds going on down there in the midway. Big fun, big fun. Rodeo at 1.30 this afternoon. By the way, we're in Calgary, but Edmonton is hosting the world this summer. The World Juniors are back from August 9th to the 20th. Purchase your tickets today, hockeycanada.ca. Our contest, uh, i got to ask you, Moose, uh, Darren Moose Dupont is with us somebody's tracking all these texts that are coming in, right? That's not my job, right? That's right. On the 902, <laughs> the <laughs> right. 902 line, what, That's do you, right. what do you think's going on? All caps, World Juniors, ding, 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 ding. You can win free tickets to the game of your choice. We'll be awarding our first two pairs on Friday of this week, the World Juniors in Edmonton, August 9th to the 20th. I just can't wait. I got some breaking news for you, Moose, uh, that you might find interesting. Former U.S. Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice has been added to the new Broncos ownership group. Rob Walton announced the inclusion of Rice in a statement issued today. 
on behalf of the Walter the Walton Penner Family Ownership Group. The group agreed to buy the franchise from the Pat Boland Trust last month for a reported $4.65 billion. It's pending approval by the NFL. I only bring that up because you're a fan of Condoleezza Rice, and she's from Denver, and she went to DU with a very good friend of mine, Rich Preston, former Calgary Flames assistant coach and longtime Chicago Blackhawks forward. By the way, regarding the Flames and Oilers gear in the Walmart and the Oilers stuff was worth twice as much as the Flames stuff, Dougal Cameron writes in from Calgary. He says, the Airdrie store was probably making room for Calgary Stampede gear. Simple as that. Maybe it is. But what do you think, what would you pay, Moose, for a cowboy hat? What do you think is a reasonable price for a straw cowboy hat? Ooh, I don't know. Okay, so my mind goes to like a good like baseball cap, like a good cap is like 40 or 50 bucks. I would imagine a, a, a good cowboy hat's in that $75 to $100 range. I don't know what the cowboy hat value is. Well, my, of my course, close? how would... Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're 50% of the way there. <laughs> oh. I, what the, where was oh, I? On, oh, oh. I know, where, where was I on Saturday? Somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was in Bass Pro Shops. It was awesome. Although they're out of birthday cake fudge, I'll have you know. But I was looking for a lawn chair that has a roof on it. Have you seen these? You can get them for like you've shown me them. Yeah, Yeah. and and then uh, they didn't have specifically what I was looking for. The lady who was overly helpful, she was like, "We used to have them, but we don't now. You might want to try this place, this place, this place." And I said. do you have cowboy hats here? I said, long shot, but do you have them? And she's like, no, but you want to, might want to try Giddy Up. Giddy Up and Airdrie is the closest to here. Head on up there. So I did. And <laughs> I'm in this place called Giddy Up. Because you're literally, what do they say? You're, you can soak in your environment or whatever. You become part of your environment. I'm like the only guy in Calgary not wearing a cowboy hat. And while most guys look like Howdy Doody or... Who's the guy from Toy Story? What was the guy's name? Ricky? What Woody. was the, the cowboy? Woody. Woody. Most guys look like Woody. <laughs> I don't want to look like Woody. Like, if I'm going to buy this, I'm going to buy the good stuff. And uh, so I'm wearing this straw hat, and the gal's helping me out. And um, we found this straw hat that she thought looked pretty smashing on me. And I said, how much? Because there's no price tag on it. It's like going to an expensive restaurant in New York. There's no price tag. And she goes like, well, let me run that through. Oh, that's $150. I'm like, Whoa! what? Done deal. <laughs> so then I get a photo in the cowboy hat, and people are saying, well, take off your dress shoes. You need boots. You got a weak belt buckle. You need a belt and buckle. I'm like, no. How, how about No. It's $1,000 for an outfit that I'm going to wear for one week. I will say so, this. The, the shoes on the, in the black and white photo you posted looked like cowboy boots in the black and white photo. And that whole photo looked like it should have been a CD cover for a country music album. That was your country music album cover shot right there, <laughs> leaning up on the car. It looked good. Thank you. That's on my uh, Instagram, Rod Peterson Official. But remember, I come from a family of cowboys and farmers 
So they picked out my dress shoes like that, like a fart in a car. They're like, get those things off. And I'm like, again, that's a hard no, unless you want to pay for some cowboy boots for me, which I'm pretty sure you don't. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Enough about that. Randy from Winnipeg says they're just getting ready for the Flames merch to drop in price when they lose Johnny G this year and then Kachuk next year. Um, Swinging it back around. And we do have football comments coming in too. We go back and forth. Football, hockey, hockey, football. It's good. It's what we do here. People love it. But on the Goudreau thing, I, you've spent enough time in Calgary to A, see how much they love Johnny Goudreau here, and B, why they love Johnny Goudreau so much. He was a finalist for, uh, well, not for the heart, but he was an NHL All-Star, obviously. He had a great a career season. They love him here. And as I said to you, he's got the best parking spot on the whole team. Does that not mean anything anymore? We walk by his vehicle every day, every game. He's parked right in front. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's real nice, Clark. And I just feel like you got the insiders here. You got team people and media people telling me that Johnny's made up his mind and they think he's gone. That's from within Calgary, pretty deep within the walls of the Saddle Dome. But then you got Frank Cervelli in Philadelphia, who doesn't matter that he's in Philadelphia. With one text from Johnny Goodrow's dad, he could have the inside information. I'm not saying Frank needs to be here to have the scoop, but I'm hearing 180-degree opposite things about where Johnny Goodrow's going to go. And uh, I guess, we, like we said, at least we'll have, it'll be over in a couple days. And I wanted to ask you this. For the Eastern Canadian viewers, because we're hearing nothing about the Habs and free agency at all, what about the Leafs? What are your concerns, Leafs, uh, Darren, as the resident Leafs fan? Yeah, there's a couple. But for me, you know, with Montreal, they're just talking about how well they did at the draft. You know, with the, with the draft picks, but also the, the trade to get Kirby Doc, they're pretty happy with the job that Mr. Hughes has done in Montreal. And in Toronto, the biggest concern is goaltending. So they brought in Peter Morazic last year, signed him to a three-year deal. It didn't really work out, so they made a trade, got rid of him, got that money off the books, right? Jack Campbell's a, a pending UFA, so not sure what they're going to do there, trying to get a deal done, but it's going to cost them. You know, they're working with a little over $10 million in cap space, so they've got some room. But the latest has been potentially looking at Matt Murray, you know, the Ottawa Senators goaltender and former Pittsburgh Penguin goalie um, in in somewhat of a trade. I don't know if you're going to go with Matt Murray as your number one goaltender if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, but goaltending is the biggest concern there. And obviously they'd like to add defensemen too. Uh, Makes sense. From Nelson Hakowicz, our VP of Sim Events, says, were the buckle bunnies out in full force at the rodeo? While the answer to that would be yes, it's not as much as you would think. There were a lot of tourists at GMC Stadium Sunday that were going to a rodeo for the first time. And to be honest with you, that stadium, I've never been in it for Calgary Stampede, obviously. It's... It's long. It's like a rectangle. It's not curled around the rodeo arena. So if you're sitting at one end of the rectangle and you paid $39 for your wife and two little kids, like the people that I saw, they, the kids wanted to pull their fingernails out. (laughs) It's like, 
So, uh, yeah, you could say that you were there, and maybe that's all that they want. Like, I go to Yankee Stadium, I go to certain stadiums, I buy the cheapest ticket to say that I was there. Yeah, but not everybody knows the tricks of the trade or knows the rodeo clown like I do that'll pull me right down into the infield. So I'm very lucky that way. Yeah. But there John is owned... a distinct difference. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, between there's a distinct yeah. difference between the girls that go to the rodeo, that go to the stampede and party and that, and real buckle bunnies. Right? There's a big difference. What is the difference, Darren? Tell us. <laughs> you already did. Tourists. They look out of place. It looks more like a costume than it does, you know. You know, you can tell who the girls are who actually grew up on the farm. Just go watch Yellowstone. Yeah. John Ohm in Winnipeg wants to know what Johnny's commanding for his salary slash contract. And uh, from what I heard... Johnny Gaudreau, whatever he wants per season, needs to start with a 10. And from what the Flames are offering, it does not. So, I didn't see the actual report from Frank Saravelli, but I feel like he's kind of put his balls on the table here with his report that the Flames and Gaudreau are going to announce something within the next 24 hours because I'm hearing exactly the opposite. Uh, Randy in Winnipeg says, not much out there for goalies. Well, there's getting to be less. What was the list? Billy Hiso was number one. He's now with Detroit ahead of free agency via trade. The Flower, who's signed in Minnesota. Jack Campbell, who is Jack Campbell. Who else is there? Well, Darcy Kemper is the other name. He just won the Stanley right. Cup. But, you know, right, 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 right. But they're not... No, nobody's, I don't want to say nobody's dying to have Darcy Kemper on the roster, but, you know, um, they're saying he didn't win them the Stanley Cup. So they're not that excited about Darcy Kemper because Colorado's gotten rid of him already or he's not coming back. So uh, it, it is pretty thin. The trade market, you know, might heat up. But, uh, yeah, the goaltending market is what it is. And, and teams that don't have one better find one quick. Curtis Fallman in the chat says, Johnny, come to Edmonton. There's a reason these insiders are inside. Edmonton is not on the board for Johnny Gaudreau. They say it's New Jersey, Philadelphia, or Calgary, and most likely Philadelphia. Uh, hmm. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, didn't the Oilers GM say they are definitely going for a goalie? Oh, they did. And what did you say about Mike Smith? They're going to put him on the long-term injured reserve like a Kucherov thing? Yeah. Man. Again, this is... I'm playing along with you people. Because when it comes to contracts and the hoops and the smoke and mirrors, it really loses me. And I'd far rather talk about the actual games. But I'm playing along. I'm playing along. Because as we started this hour... This is what the CFL people need to know and the CFL fans. Our NHL videos of what we talk on this show get thousands of views, and the CFL videos get hundreds. So you've got to kind of give people what they want and what the numbers dictate, and let's not forget the World Juniors has come on as of this week as a uh, huge partner of ours, and we're promoting the World Juniors. There you go. Text World Juniors, all caps, to 902-518-3033. That's all you got to do to enter the contest. 
And Friday, we will randomly select two winners, two tickets each. Oh, and by the way, I'll ask Gregor this when he joins us next, but people are saying the Chicago Blackhawks are legitimately tanking already to help their chances of getting Connor Bedard number one next year. And I only think of Bedard because he's going to star for the World Juniors in Edmonton. Oh, by the way, Tim in Vegas is watching. He says today is 7-11, which is National Slurpee Day. Hope you all get to celebrate in the true north. Let's all go get a Slurpee today. Thank you, Tim, watching in in Las Vegas. Moose, I'll see you for overtime. Later. TSN 1260's Jason Greger joins us next. We're live from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino beginning our 15th week here at Calgary's Entertainment Destination. And we'll be right back on the Game Plus Television Network. We're also live streaming on YouTube. And you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Day four of the 10-day Calgary Stampede is underway. By the way, our NHL coverage brought to you in part by Bronco Plumbing, Heating and Cooling. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. Yes, we're at Calgary's entertainment destination, Grey Eagle Resort and Casino, where they are rot with anxiety this entire town over the future of Johnny Gaudreau. We're going to Edmonton now to join our good friend Jason Greger, TSN 1260 Radio, where he hosts the Jason Greger Show. Greger, uh, nice red, Jace. We look good together here. You know what Calgary's going through? What's the mood in Edmonton here uh, 48 hours away from the free agent period opening? Well, the main focus in Edmonton, of course, is goaltending. Um, you know, Darcy Kemper, Jack Campbell, which one will, will they sign? I think Kemper's going to cost you more. Kemper has a, has a longer track record. Uh, I, I know, I think some are focusing too much on, on his playoffs. You know, the guy was, he had vision issues. He was going through eye testing every few days after that concussion. But if you look at his career numbers, 918, the last four years, 919, save percentage. He's a solid goalie. Jack Campbell has a shorter resume, uh, maybe a little bit up and down. I think he'll probably cost you uh, less as well. So, you know, those will be the two main guys. Now, if they don't get one, then there's going to be major concerns at Emerson because, uh, you know what, they don't really have a goaltender after that. Mike Smith at this point, I think, is uh, bodies banged up. Uh, you know what, Mike Smith gave them unbelievable value when you consider he was a $2 million cap hit the last few seasons, well, 2.2. And I had the sixth best save percentage over the last two years uh, for Edmonton. You know, sure, every now and then he mishandles the puck, but overall he uh, makes way more saves and he allows goals. And so Edmonton's got to get some goaltending. Then the other thing, Rod, uh, they're, they're most likely at this point going to lose Evander Kane. Uh, I know they met again. The sticking point is term. Kane's hoping to cash in on term on the on the best four months of his career. Right? He came to Edmonton. He, he scored 22 goals in a regular season. Scored 13 in the playoffs. And, and the unique thing about Kane is on the ice. You know, he's big, strong. He, he basically eliminated Kachuk from that series. You didn't even notice him in games uh, two to five. So, you know, Kane can play. He's a smart player. The concern is, you know what, teammates in Winnipeg, teammates in San Jose, eventually tired of him. If you give him term, will that happen again? So uh, that, 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 to me, I think is a concern. And if they don't get Kane, then they're going to have to go bargain hunting and try to find, you know, a few players to, to fill in. Because the one thing Kane did is he scored, you know, and on the ice, there was no qualms about what he did. He was great. 
Well, I'll tell you something. With Duncan Keith retiring now, I'll, I'll just say this because I was in Edmonton last week, and it was for the football game. It was like the next morning Keith announced his retirement. That seemed to catch everybody off guard. Am I right in that? He played 80 games last year, including the playoffs. Yeah, it, it's a little surprise. I'd, you know what? If you would have asked me at the end of the playoffs, I thought for sure he's coming back. But every week that passed, you know, he kept thinking about it more and more, and I got the sense from people I talked to that, you know, it seemed more likely he would retire. He, you know what, he's had a, he's had a fantastic career. He's a, he's a first ballot Hall of Fame player. And, and I think he went, like the last few years in Chicago were not very fun for a guy who's used to being on a competitive cup winning team. And, and I think, you know, he brought back joy to himself for hockey so he can leave now uh, on a good note. Um, obviously, it's a benefit of Remington because it frees up his cap space of $5.5 million. You know, I thought Duncan Keith, you know, that trade worked out perfect for Edmonton, right? They go to the conference final. Uh, he was able to help uh, mentor Evan Bouchard down the stretch. He, he, he showed the, the leaders of this team, you know, the importance of staying calm in a series when you're trailing, not to get to, too negative and stuff. And I, and I think that stuff is going to pay off dividends down the road for McDavid and Drysaddle. But, you know, Keith next year, a year older, probably would have been harder for him to, to stay at the, at the level that he even played at last year. So uh, that opens up some money for them, Rod. They'll, they'll probably maybe be able to sign uh, Brett Kulak uh, to a contract uh, in Edmonton, but they're going to need another left defenseman, I would think. And uh, they definitely are going to need some forwards because uh, they don't have Kane. Uh, they probably lose Cat. Well, they've already lost Cassian, uh, not lost, traded. Um, Josh Archibald won't resign here. And I know that some people think uh, physical play doesn't matter in the playoffs, Rod. They're wrong. It does. And that's the three most physical forwards. So Edmonton in free agency is going to have to find someone who can be physical because if you look at Colorado and Tampa Bay, each of those teams had seven guys who were averaging nine hits per 60 in the playoffs, and the Orders had six, but three of them were Archibald, Kane, and Cassian, and now they're likely all gone. Yeah, well, what you're telling me is this is an Order team that went to the Final Four in the NHL last year and is going to look majorly different coming back this fall. How much of a concern should that be for the Order, for Order fans? Well, the good news is their best guys are all here, right, excluding Kane. Right uh, now, if you get Campbell or, or Kemper, you, you should be okay in goal. Um, you know, Duncan Keith's leadership now, lots of guys are older. Keith was actually solid. He wasn't spectacular. He was solid in the regular season, which is good. So find another guy. I think Philip Broberg will come in as a youngster, but I, I never put too much high hopes on young players. If they, if they over-exceed, awesome. But if you go into a season thinking Dylan Holloway and Philip Broberg are automatically going to be your answers, you're probably going to be in for disappointment at some point. So get some other guys and if Broberg and Holloway who I both think are going to be on the team and both of them play really well well now you're in bonus territory but don't go into the season slotting Holloway as a lock in your top six I think that's a mistake and I think locking Broberg in your top four is a mistake as well hey just elsewhere you follow this far more closely than me with the Chicago Blackhawks everybody they're saying that their fans are saying they're purposely tanking already to uh, get a shot at Connor Bedard. What do you see out of what's gone on in Chicago with their first-year head co- uh, GM, well, and now head coach, in the last week? Well, it's pretty clear they're going on a, on a complete teardown, similar to Arizona, right? Like, if you're here's the thing, Rod. If you're going to go all in, then you have to suck. You you can't you can't be half pregnant. You you can't be half rebuild, and it's going to be. <laughs> very painful for a long time. And it looks like like the Kirby Doc trade, I'm still, that's the one that, so you get a first rounder for him. You got more for Brendan Hagel than you did for Kirby Doc. That, that's kind of surprising to me, but, you know, whatever. So, the, you know, now now we'll see where Chicago goes. And, like, is Patrick Kane going to want to stay in Chicago? 
for the final year of his contract. Like Jonathan Taze might have no choice. He doesn't have the value that Patrick Kane has. Patrick Kane has the second most points in the NHL the last five years. Only the great McDavid's better. So if, if Patrick Kane wants to get traded, you know, there'll be some major markets in the U.S. because he won't come to Canada that will, uh, that will be highly interested in him. And you know, even if Chicago eats half the salary at 5.25, oh my goodness, he'd be an absolute steal. So I, I think that, you know, Kane, uh, they'll have some discussions, but I would think he's going to want to get traded. Like, does he want to go back to Chicago knowing that uh, they're going to be terrible? And is it for Connor Bedard? Maybe, but here's the thing, Rod. Uh, there's a lottery. I don't care if you finish 32nd. You have to win the lottery, and you have no that you have a 25% chance to do that. So um, I, I don't, uh, you know, it's just a rebuild, and they're going all in on the rebuild. So we'll see if it pays off, but Chicago Blackhawks fans should be ready for pain for the next five, six, seven years. And wow. Seth Jones is probably, he's probably has signer's remorse right now, Rod, because his eight-year deal kicks in right now. Uh, yeah, and I don't feel sorry for Blackhawks fans. Three Stanley Cups yeah. in 10 years, like, yeah. uh, deal with it, right? Try being a Canucks fan. Uh, hey, lastly, the Elks, I was there. It doesn't get much lower than that. 49-6, to six, the loss to Calgary. Uh, your, your take on the green and gold? Wow. that. You know, they got issues on and off the field, right? You, you look at the crowds, the two games in Edmonton, they haven't been great. And that's Saskatchewan and Calgary. Like, what happens when Ottawa and Hamilton come to town? So I think Victor Quee knew that when he took the job as president. Um, now, we've seen, heck, right in Saskatchewan where, where football's first. Even the riders, you know, were a point where people weren't going. And that's where they love football. You got to have a winning team. And so Chris Jones, like he did in Saskatchewan, they're not going to turn it around quickly. Everybody thought he would. I was like, no, he won't. You can't just turn over your whole roster in one year and think you're going to be competitive so they'll go back to cornelius taylor um taylor cornelius excuse me they'll go back to him at quarterback but they got a lot of problems there now jones's defense historically will get better as the season goes along so i think that'll they'll make him more competitive later in the year but they're not making the playoffs this year and and the key for them is can, can they build some uh you know keep their get some new fans and then try to excite them to come because rod it's been over a thousand days now i know there's one year without football so that's probably a little bit of hyperbole but it's still a thousand days since they've won a game at home. Like my goodness, it's 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 okay to suck, but if your your fans can never leave the building feeling good, eventually they don't want to go to the building. No doubt. And like I said in my column on the weekend, you imagine being Chris Jones when he left after 2015. The West Final had over 34,000 fans. They were the best team in the CFL. They won the Great Cup, and he comes back, and they're called something different. <laughs> the stadium's empty. They're the worst team in the league. What happened? All right, Gregor, I love you, man. I appreciate this update. It's been great. Enjoy the summer. Let's do it again soon. Have a good one, buddy. The great Jason Gregor, TSN 1260 Edmonton. Taco time. Viewer takeover is next. Stick around. Uh, brief pause. We'll be back on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour streaming audio live now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Calgary Stampede, the place to be. Daytime sports talk at its finest. It is a day four of the greatest outdoor show on earth. And I got to be honest, it is. It only took me 49 years to get here. 
Worth the wait. It's Taco Time viewer takeover. Taco Time, real food, real value, real flavor. We're bringing the moose back in here. We got a lot of time for this segment. And uh, the moose is at the lake for a spell. Appreciate him spending uh, the time with us. This is hilarious. Randy from the Peg writes in regarding the Blackhawks tanking it, and he says, who says Bedard's number one? Look what happened with Shane Wright. Dude, just go watch him. It is a no-doubter. It's a, it's a no-doubter. Ryan in Toronto says, great show today, Rod. Always the fastest two hours of the day. I appreciate you, Ryan, in Toronto. And here's one for you, Moose. From Len Strandberg, hockey man. He says uh, he's in Arizona and also Melfort, where they do the Melfort Shuffle. He writes in on the 902 line, and he says, great show. Tough time to be a Leafs fan. Do they have anyone on the farm they think they can play? I like Jack Campbell, but not as the lone starter. Pretty tough to sign two new guys. Over to you and producer Clark. What's what's in the cupboard for goaltending in Toronto? I thought, I thought the Shanna plan yeah. would have this all figured out by now. Yeah, apparently Shanna had to, he doesn't know goaltending. He knows everything else up front, but uh, <laughs> not goaltending. No, they got a couple of young guys. We saw them uh, at times in the season, but nobody ready to start, I don't think. Not consistently. So you'll bring some of the young guys through the system as as a backup at number two. But you need a number one. I think Jack Campbell down the stretch proved he can probably do that. I know um, Edmonton, I've heard his name attached to Edmonton, to Toronto, uh, you know, who can make a better offer. So that'll be interesting. And one of those two teams is going to have to look for somebody else. Yeah, I guess that's why we sit here and talk about it. I mean, Len is a Hall of Fame uh, general manager of two teams. I think he's playing a little possum there. Because uh, he knows goaltenders. And I oh, yeah. think, I'll be honest, as a member of the Golden Union, I say this humbly. While it is the most important position on the team, it's kind of like kickers. You can rotate them, as the Leafs have done with Freddie Anderson. The orders clearly aren't interested in keeping Mike Smith. Like, as coaches told me, and as I've seen coaches tell goalies, just get in there and stop the puck. You know what I mean? It, you're not intricate to the breakout. You're not intricate to the left wing lock. Just get in there and stop the puck. So it's really all about money. They, I think they should have never let Freddie Anderson go. Don Cherry would agree, would say the same thing. But goalies are, I'm sorry to say, somewhat interchangeable, just like kickers. How many times do you see a kicker you know, sw- switch teams and have just as much success with his new team as his old team? You know what I'm you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? It's I still a very important job, but it's not intricate to the chemistry of the club. The bar flies watching on YouTube says the CFL must be concerned with attendance right across the league. Esks could use Kahari as quarterback psych manager. Well, the Elks could use Kahari as their quarterback. Forget about being a mental coach, although Kahari could probably do that. Did you see Kahari's tweet and Instagram message over the weekend by chance? Uh, sorry no, to put I you on your spot. It basically, like, Kahari's a great dude, man. And does not deserve to be fired, I don't think. But he basically said he was proud of the job he did in Montreal and thanked everybody. Uh, put a smile on his face, nodded, and moved on. Didn't sling crap, you know, bit his tongue. 
And that's the crappy thing about this business is you can very easily be fired for not doing anything wrong. It happens all the time. Kahari Jones will be fine. Uh, Wilf in Steinbeck, Manitoba, watching on Game Plus Television, writes in and he says, Garrett Marino should get three games, one for the hit and two for being stupid. And this is actually where I wanted to defer to you, Darren, because you're a little younger than me. You have a little more of the um, Renaissance thinking because I'm way, way, way more old school. Live by the sword, die by the sword, blah, blah, blah. Eye for an eye. And I will not change on that. I saw Ron Winkler skate off the ice in Radville, Sask one night and take punch two fans on his way off the ice. He didn't get suspended. We want to talk about guys exiting the arena. Not necessarily classily. What has that got to do with anything? And who's ever been suspended for that? And and, and Will's not completely out to lunch here. Maybe they will tack on a game or two for acting like an idiot. I don't know. I never never thought that would be a thing. But is it now? Well, you said that he... Well, you said, you know, don't apologize if you're not sorry, because then it's fake. (laughs) So the actions of him celebrating off the field means he's not remorseful. He doesn't regret what he did. Maybe he did it on... And maybe he did it on purpose. So if that's the case, then that's why you would get the games, right? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm continue. I. So what do you? Last minute of play in the RP show. Like, do you think he should get extra discipline for his way off the field for the way he acted? That's what I'm asking you. Yeah, yeah, because it tells me that it was more intentional than not, right? If it was just an accident and the guy got hurt, you're probably a little more remorseful going off the field. Like, that was an accident. I didn't mean to hurt him, right? So then the suspension's probably less. I mean, intent has a lot to do with it, I think. I had a guy write me from the Riders today and say, listen, he's not racist. He's not that bright, but he's not racist. He said, Garrett actually thinks football is war. He actually thinks it's war. He doesn't think it's a game. So I, I don't know. Surprised. We can sit. No, we can. It looks like it. We can sit and kick it around, but it ain't up to us. Uh, thanks for all the great comments, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Moose, enjoy the paddleboard. See you tomorrow at noon Eastern, everybody. Thank you. That's the secret sauce. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.